Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, it's a sad day. It's a very sad day. Um, you were the one that broke the news to me. Oh. That uh, the cathedral at Notre Dame uh-huh. um, had, a, had a rough day today. T- tough look for... Tough look for Notre Dame. For, for, the, for Notre Dame. I want you, first off, I want you to say it in your French... Accent. Uh, c'est le Notre Dame. Okay. All right. I was expecting a little bit more, like... There's not much fl- to it. Flourish of the... of The I, the CNN lady uh, who was reporting on it today, I'm assuming was a British expat in France. She, she had a okay. British accent, but she really hit the Notre Dame. Like, she really sort of, like, developed... A lot of, pe- developed a lot of people a, really chew up the, the R's. And, yeah, uh, sort of develop a speech impediment or, or a tick of some sort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get a little lazy. Or they put food in their mouth, something like that. <laughs> One of those things happens. Marbles. That's, uh, Marbles, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I was, I was hoping you spent time in Paris. I did. Uh, more, more than just a vacation, correct? I did. In a former life, I was a missionary there. Are you saying you've been reincarnated? Is that what? T- in, in, a, in a way, yeah. I re- yeah, one, could, one could say that. I remember the first time I heard that in a former life. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I was, I think I was in college. I had never heard that before. Okay. And it was a <laughs> science professor at some sort said that. And I just like threw my pin down and went, <laughs> because, <laughs> and everyone looked at me because I, here was this guy who was supposed to be teaching science. And now he's talking about like former life experiences yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that he had, that he had been, um, uh, oh, what is it? hypnotized to, to, oh, to, yeah. to remember or whatever and oh, i was sure, just like sure. uh, this guy cannot like teach Shirley me McLean kind of thing yeah th- i i will not trust this guy to teach me about yeah. golgi apparatuses not no if, if, not this hell, guy hell no you take and, your gandhi shit and go right home yeah meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile he's just talking about a job he had when he was younger i'm uh-huh. such a, such an idiot <laughs> So I was hoping maybe you could regale us with uh, any stories or special memories you have of of the uh, of the of the is it chapel uh, cathedral uh, cath- cathedral yeah okay it's, um it, well, I be, I was fortunate enough to to go to that country and I and I lived in a suburb and yeah well I kind of moved around a couple times so it was in, in near Sursen, uh in out to uh, Sartreville uh Argentoy also before I moved out to the Atlantic coast so I, I spent a good five months in Paris every day and so that was for a while I would go get a Grec sandwich just off uh Rue de la Huchette and then go eat my Grec in front of the cathedral for uh, for anyone I mean obviously Lance I know what a Grec sandwich is but for okay. any of our listeners who maybe don't know what a Greg sandwich is, maybe you could just inform them on what that is. Well, the the best way to think of it is just a shawarma. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I knew that, but... Yeah. 
the coolest thing was taking the kids there when when they turned 12. The, the, yeah. the tradition was to go to Europe with dad, and I made sure we all went to Paris and got to see the highlights and some quirky places off the off the. Now they have a can of soda in Paris uh, that is uh, spelled. It, it, it looks like Sprite, it tastes like Sprite, very similar to Sprite, but the can of the it's called P S C H I T T, and it's pronounced shit. So every my kids always had to get a can sounds of shit. Sounds delightful, <laughs> yeah. It sounds great. First can of shit right there in La Defense. <laughs> Did you do they have masses there? Is it? I'm yeah, assuming it. Okay, so it's yeah. an active. It's, it's not really just. Functional. Yeah. Did you ever go to to any of those types of, uh, of, of official functions there? I was usually had a, a schedule conflict, so they. I went to Christmas Mass one year, so okay. I mean that was you know middle of the night. Um, but I mean, yeah, beautiful place, amazing history. Uh, it's just crazy to think that uh, it's gone. So what's the what's the verdict on this? What's can it be restored? Have you heard? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's enough. I, I believe the stone part of it is still surviving. I guess a lot of the relics were able to be saved. They were very quick to get those things out, and, and a lot of it was saved. I believe they'll be able to uh, reproduce it. But of course, it kind of like those cathedrals in Germany that that were leveled. You know, they got rebuilt, but they're not the same. Yeah, but the facade is still there. I mean, the, yeah. this you know, the same thing yeah. happened to, like, the White House. Obviously, you know, 1900s versus – or uh, when was the White House built? 1800s? Yeah. Or mid, middle – no, I guess early 1800s. Well, yeah, because um, didn't it burn in the war of 1812? Yeah, and then was? burned and then it's been completely renovated. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's still – the bones are still there, yeah. right? I mean, it still counts, but it, it's – yeah. Just you know, I, entire cities in the in the sort of Middle Ages and whatnot, and the Enlightenment and all that, burned to the ground and were rebuilt. And you know, I yeah, I, I feel like the first thing I was worried about was you know some terrorism, not not so much a bomb, but but somebody, right. you know, maybe a smaller terror group or whatever. And and I guess I haven't seen anything to to give no, any credence to that thought but that's just but there was a woman, sad she got a woman got sentenced today three years ago she tried to ha- take a van full of uh fuel and blow it up in front of the cathedral and uh, got caught was thwarted and today was her sentencing wow what are the odds of that i think it's coincidental i, I believe that the, okay. the prevailing thought was that during renovations again a whole bunch of scaffolding there doing renovations and something went wrong Still though, those are that's a weird that's a weird coincidence, man. It is. It is. Those are oh. see, that's the thing. Any any time you know, you look at Kennedy, you look at nine eleven, uh-huh. you look at Oklahoma City, uh-huh. there's just these weird coincidences that happen uh-huh. that just become an obvious God, no pun intended, the kindling for the fire of a yeah. of a conspiracy theory, right? So yeah. I just wonder if that's gonna kinda come out or, or, or Probably. something. Uh, I remember from the Da Vinci Code or Angels and Demons uh-huh. or something like that. There seemed to be a lot of setting churches on fires accidentally in those <laughs> books. Like, seemed yeah. to happen a few times. And and I also had sort of a thought of like, oh, Robert Langdon's in there probably trying to un- <laughs> unwind some historic mystery and yeah. just being hunted down by some albino Jew who <laughs> yeah. for some reason doesn't want the 
real truth uncovered and they stabbed him with a torch underneath the, and here we are. So yeah, the damn Illuminati. <laughs> it's always the damn Illuminati. <laughs> if you're listening to this nickel. Illuminati. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> What's up with you guys, you Illuminati? And how do I get in? That's always what I want to know. There's, I have I have this stupid friend. It's like you know these people on Facebook that aren't really your friends, but uh-huh. for some reason you're friends with them. Yeah, that sort of shares Facebook posts from a from a, a an account that's called the Illuminati. Oh, really? And I'm pretty sure the Illuminati really does exist. They're not posting inspirational yeah. shit on Facebook. It's just not what they're doing. Like, there's a good sort chance of, there. They're, they're uh, you know working with the World Bank to set um, you know uh, the currency valuations and all that kind of stuff. They're not posting uh-huh. like success stories on on no. Facebook. It's just not what they're doing. <laughs> they got other shit they got to do. It's why they're the Illuminati. That's right. That's right. Well, so our best wishes to to everyone affected, and and hopefully they will rebuild this thing. So I can see it. I've never seen it. I've never been to Paris. Oh, really? Never been. Wow. Never been. I'm holding off. Ivo Clark is doing a big thing there in, a, in like a year and a half. And so I'm holding off for like the holding my crossing my fingers for the invite. Oh, to wow. That. Yeah, that would be really cool. So, yeah, I've never seen it. Never seen. You might need uh, me to be the interpreter for you. That, I, I mean, I just need you to be swarthy and, and uh-huh. talk like you have with you have uh, marbles in your mouth and, and, and we'd be good. Perfect. We would be good. Yeah, I, th- I think. Uh, I think it'd be fun. It'd be I, I would enjoy holding hands with you walking down the Champs de Lycée, <laughs> smoking French cigarettes. You can Chitans. draw me. Yeah. You could draw me like one of your French girls. Um, I think that'd be. I think that'd be great. All right. <laughs> well, Lance, this is an advice show tonight. <laughs> we answer your questions. We answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please. We need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? No. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best model of practice to stay independent? Because we all know that (laughs) SmileSource is the best model of practice for practitioners to stay independent. We want the tough questions. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Question one, Rick says, I am sitting in the lobby of the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Dallas. <laughs> Ideas running through my head about improving my practice, my service to my team and my patients, all inspired by the speakers and fellow attendees here at the Smile Source Exchange. So energizing to be around motivated people, all wanting to do better and live better. Great presentations from Dr. Mike Fling, Dr. Eric Moran of Tower Leadership, Alexandra Valentin from Ritz-Carlton Training, Dr. Isaiah Austin, and many others, <laughs> all about preserving the private practice of dentistry by doing better at what we do. So inspiring and fun. And other attendees slash members, Dr. Gary Rads, Dr. David Little, Dr. Mike Maroon, Dr. Wayne Sutton, Dr. Dave Hamill, successful dentists who are still involved and energized by the profession. If you are intrigued by the concept of FFS dentistry, you owe it to yourself to investigate Smile Source. There you go. Lance. Uh-huh. Who is Isaiah Austin? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I, I was hoping to meet him. 
sounds so, really, really cool. Yeah. No, he he, does, he sounds awesome. Um, he sounds very inspirational. I, I Googled Isaiah Austin. Because I feel like I had heard that before. Had you? Okay. Isaiah Charles Austin, born October 25th, 1993, is an American professional basketball player for the Nanjing Monkey King of the Chinese Basketball Association. <laughs> The Monkey but, King? The Monkey King. I love Nanjing Monkey King. I'm ride or die with Monkey King. It's, they are my team in the Chinese Basketball Association. Everybody knows that. I mean, I, okay. I'm a staunch supporter of Nanjing Monkey King. Uh, back to the article here. He played two years of college basketball for Baylor University. He was considered a first-round pro- prospect for the 2014 NBA draft until he was diagnosed with Marfan Syndrome. In 2016, he was cleared to continue playing basketball after a two-year stint away from the game due to Marfan syndrome. Now, Lance, I was at the Smile Source Exchange. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't remember a basketball player from Nanjing Monkey King, Chinese Basketball Association. But did you meet everybody? Present. Did you look? I looked at the the lineup, Lance. Okay. And I did not I did not see this particular basketball player on there. Okay. So what I think has happened here is Rick uh-huh. has somehow in his mind. Now remember, his mind is feeble because he's so old. I don't I don't know him, so I, I won't speak ill. <laughs> I, I think you know him. <laughs> uh-huh. Somehow in his mind, he has combined me with Elijah Desmond, our, our good friend, Elijah Desmond of... Uh, of Smiles at Sea Cruises, or whatever it's uh-huh. called, and has morphed them into an independent person, sort of a, a, a dub smash of a person. Was this kind of like a Shazam thing? You were yes. one, and that became another? <laughs> right. Of Isaiah Austin is is now mm. the, the, the hybridization of Elijah Desmond and Joshua Austin. We have Isaiah Austin. Huh. I was lucky enough to actually f- get Isaiah Austin to come on the show tonight. Oh, so I'm I'm just going to hand the microphone over to him, and I thought maybe he could he could say some stuff. Sounds great. Uh, it's good. How's it going? It's 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 good. I'm I'm Isaiah Austin. Well, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I just came from the Smile Source meeting. It, it's good. Smile Source is good. Awesome. So, uh, you going to help uh, preserve independent dentistry? I I am going to preserve independent dentistry by taking cruises for continuing education and dunking basketballs and talking to high school kids about Marfan syndrome. <laughs> All three things. <laughs> it's when when your joints extend four hundred and fifty percent more than they normally should with the Marfans, it's easy to dunk a basketball, Lance. Even you could know. do it. So how do I get Marfan syndrome? Is it, is it a supplement? I get it, the Rite Aid? All you have to do, Lance, is be around to change the face of dentistry by going on a boat for education. Oh. And there you'll get a norovirus, and that norovirus <laughs> will lead to Marfan syndrome. Will I get to bleed out of my eyes? Only if you want to. <laughs> Did, Lance, did you know that Marfan syndrome is named after Antoine Marfan, a French pediatrician 
who first described the condition in 1896. I was unaware. Did you also know that Smiles at Sea is the world's leading provider of dental CE on a boat? I was uh, completely unaware. The next leading one is Gordon Christensen's Sex Boat CE <laughs> with the Minnesota Vikings. Is that on a barge? It's a sex barge with the Minnesota Vikings. And some <laughs> for some reason, Gordon Christensen is lecturing in the background. Sweet. Dropping beats. He, yes. Now, <laughs> I'm, I have to go. I have to go talk to Dr. Dickie Dickies. Uh, Dickie Richards from Pig Suckle Tits, Georgia. I hear we talk pretty similarly. Anyway, it's been great talking to you. Thanks, Lance. All right. You take care. There we have it, Lance. Uh, Isaiah Austin, love child uh-huh. of uh, myself and Elijah Desmond, uh-huh. which is quite a frightening thing. That w- it sounds um, deplorable. I don't know if I should be impressed. I don't know if I should be flattered. I don't know if I should be terrified. Can you be all three? I, I think I am. Yeah, okay. it's it's right. like that scene in Billy Madison. Is it, is it Billy Madison where the, the one guy says like, I'm a little a little hungry, a little bit horny. Like, and he kind of lists a few things like that. It's sort of what I am, uh, except I'm not oh. hungry and I'm not horny. Uh, after being compared to to or being um, um, face smashed with Elijah. Well, I can see it being like a saltpeter. So sure, sure. So. <laughs> Here's the thing. I thought I was really good that day. You think? I mean, I flubbed it. There was I have a cu- my doubts now. There was a. I know that. I mean, that's the thing is. <laughs> There, were, there was a couple little moments that I didn't, I wasn't quite as crisp on, but I, you know, that's one of those things that I think I'm, I'm the only one that knows that. Right, right. You know, the audience never picks up on that, and it's just me from from having done this a hundred, you know, two hundred, three hundred times. Right. Um, but I felt I was, I was close to the top of my game. If if my if my fast fastest fastball is ninety five miles an hour, I was probably touching ninety three, ninety four. You know, I sure, you know, I wasn't sure. getting ninety six, but. But uh, I was I was up there, you know. I wasn't throwing Greg Maddox stuff. Okay. Um, and then to, and then to see this. <laughs> well, it certainly uh, brings you back to earth. Do you think maybe that we got it was just like the biblical name thing? I feel Isaiah is a biblical name, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Josh was a b- biblical name. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, what? Joshua fought the battle in Jericho. Yeah, and he blew a trumpet or some shit. Yeah, yep. I feel like I should know that story better. I really don't you know. Kind of should. Yeah, really should. <laughs> so I like I googled cool biblical names. Oh, did you? And so I just want to see, like, if is this the coolest substitution for another biblical name, or could Rick have gone cooler? That must be the coolest website ever. <laughs> it's it's cafemom.com. dot <laughs> com. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, it's great. I just Google cool biblical names. Okay, all right. Abel, Abel Austin. Hmm. Uh, the alliteration I don't love. Abraham hmm. Austin. It's better than Abel. Okay. The three syllable thing is best. Asher, which I did not know was. That's not so bad. I didn't know that was biblical. I thought that was like a newfangled millennial name. I thought it was more of a Jewish thing. It like is Asher Hebrew. Yeah, yeah, it's Hebrew. It's, a, it's from Genesis. Okay, because I read, read a book in high school. I, I know my name is Asher Lev. Okay. I didn't know that there was a part in the Bible about Phil Collins. Oh, I was unaware. I mean, Genesis, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
I missed it. Maybe I would have thought you would have gotten that. Okay. I should have got that. <laughs> Bartholomew. Hmm. Bartholomew Austin. I'm glad yeah. I'm a better Isaiah than Bartholomew. Well, for sure. Caleb. Okay. That's from N- Numbers. Is that a book? Num? In it U- is. N-U-M? Is, that, is, it, is it Numbers or is it Numerology? No, Numbers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It could be both. I, I'm not, I, I'm not a Bible expert. Buddy. I think numerology was a New Testament. Okay. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Claudius. Huh, sounds Which, Roman. I, yeah, exactly. Demetrius. It's even more black than Isaiah, I feel it sounds like. Greek. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I guess so. It is Greek. Bit. It does say Greek next to it. Oh, Eli. Okay. Eli just makes me think of Eli Manning. I'm out on that. Yeah, my brother-in-law's name is Eli. He can suck it. Have you sent him to collections? <laughs> Well, that was the same account. This, we've had this recurring bit on the show where we've teased the story of Lance sending his sister to collections. We've never paid that off in a 72 episodes. We've oh, never yeah, we paid probably, that off. One of these days, I should do that. For, we'll do a special episode, like Thanksgiving or something like that, <laughs> <Yeah>. Christmas, <laughs> one of those. Yeah. Ezra, Ezra Austin. Nah. I like the next one, Gideon. Oh, there you go. Gideon like- Austin. I can get behind that. You know what? You know what that means. It's from Judges, which I didn't I know was a book either. <laughs> Aaron Judge six six uh, chapter six verse eleven. He that bruises or breaks a destroyer. I like that. Yeah, right field, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> How about Ira? It's a that tough sounds one. like an accountant. Uh, my name's Ira Austin, and yes, it's April fifteenth, and you should file your extension today. Uh, Jordan. Michael's cousin. Yeah, Jordan is a first name for a white guy, I think, is hard. Yeah, yeah. Jude. Like Jude Law? Yeah. And it's, I mean, if your name's Jude, it's just like, hey, Jude, everywhere you go. Yeah, you gotta get, get, you gotta hate that song at that point. Got to hate it. This next one is Buck Wild. I had no idea this was biblical. Levi. Ah, Levi Strauss, yeah. That's a Fair. biblical name? It is. Man, the jeans guy just dominating this name because that's literally, this is in the Bible, and that's the secondary where you know the name from. Uh-huh. Uh, Luke. Luke Austin. Yeah, a little obvious there, yeah. Micah. Micah Austin. Nah. How about this one? Phineas. I like that. Phineas Austin. That'd be good. I would rather him called me a Phineas than Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I don't, I know that's a show. It's a kid show. I don't know anything else about it. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, what about Reuben? All it's that makes sandwich. me think of is a sandwich with sauerkraut <laughs> on it. Yeah. Do you think they? <laughs> it's in Genesis chapter twenty-nine, verse thirty-two. Do you think they were describing the sandwich? Is that the <laughs> reference to Reuben in that? Like uh, Moses was just. Moses was starving when he came off that mountain, uh-huh. and he had to have a good a good Reuben on rye, and uh-huh. uh, and and uh, Galactus made him that sandwich, and uh, all maybe Moses was, was well. gay, and he he did have a Reuben. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get a letter bomb. Uh, this one's great. This is another one I did not know was was biblical. Rufus. Oh. I think Rufus sounds even more African American than Isaiah Austin. I think Rufus <laughs> Austin is really that one is is tough. That the the impression on that one would be real tough. Yeah. yeah. Seth Seth Austin. 
Yeah, yeah. Silas. Nah, not gonna, not gonna fly. You don't like Silas. How about Solomon? Solomon's good. It's not so bad. I like the next one, Titus. I like it strictly because it has the word tit in it. <laughs> so Titus Austin. It's a great one. Tobias. Tobias Austin, I think is Tobias good. Tobias Funke. Yeah, that's, that makes me think of that too. <laughs> Zachariah. Yeah. Every time I hear the name Zach, all I think about is Zach. Zach, he's a Lego maniac. And they're lucky that they didn't use the name Zachariah. Right. Because they would have been like, Zachariah, Zachariah, he's a Lego pariah. Like there's no other like I don't, it doesn't doesn't really work. No, no. Not so <laughs> so much. I think I think they, they picked they picked the good one. I think I think so. So I I don't know. Should I feel flattered by this land? Should I not feel flattered? Just just go with flattered and then roll with it and then uh, you can just get pissed off later. Yeah. So I, I left from there to go to to Montreal. Yeah. Was, was that good? Was that good French yeah. pronunciation? It works. Um, for the AAE meeting. How'd that go? I shit the bed. I was not good. <laughs> you blew your wad there. In yeah. The okay. I was I was really not good. I um, They asked a bunch of questions and they threw me off time-wise. And so I went over by like... 11 minutes and there was another session right after me Oof. and so i and i didn't like so i didn't get to do like my normal finish uh-huh um the dismount which, was rough yeah so it just all like all my callbacks and stuff like that at at the end i didn't get oh, to sure it was just man it, it was it was the worst i've been in a while mm. because i did not manage time and surprisingly you want to know something funny Indodonists no. don't laugh at, at very much stuff. <laughs> and like dry crowd, huh? French Canadian Indodonists don't laugh at a ton of jokes. Just even less. Yeah, okay. there wasn't a lot of oh, 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 <laughs> in, in the back. You know, it was. Uh, there was one guy. There was one French Canadian Indodonist from uh, Toronto who was uh-huh. who was who was uh, like riding my groove and he was laughing at everything and that sort of <laughs> and but that was the only one that was he was there wasn't did you, did you find yourself spending most of your time locking eyes with him and just kind of teaching he was him way and, in the back of a big oh, room right. so I, I could barely see him but man they just asked a ton of questions and bumped me bumped my time and i didn't manage my time well so i luckily i get to lecture again tomorrow at uh in odessa texas um, for all of you that think it's just sexy places all the time, it's not. There's a lot for every Montreal, for every one of those, and for every big stage, there's a bunch of these like Odessas. So we'll mm. see about Odessa, um, right. I'll, but I'll be able to get that bad taste out of, out of that bad taste of Montreal out of my mouth. Yeah, return and report. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, well, good luck you, with that. Yeah, I, I just. I'm, was not good <laughs> just i mean it wasn't like it, it may have been fine to people in the audience it may not have even noticed uh-huh. it but i noticed you know what i mean i noticed yeah, it. yeah 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 shake it off you, you need a you need a uh a, 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 a slump breaker yeah 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 slump buster um i could odessa's gonna be my slump buster <laughs> jesus um i could not i just couldn't get i couldn't locate my fastball you know what yeah. i mean like uh-huh. it just was one of those you know, it was like five innings 
three and a half, like gave up four runs. It's kind of like one an early career Randy Johnson where he yeah exactly yeah just could but like yeah five yeah killing just, just murdering <laughs> pigeons left and right. <laughs> Um, five, you know, five innings, like 109 pitches, you know, just like lots of full counts, you know, just laboring to make it through, you know, kept the team in the game. Right. Right. But But John Cruck was afraid. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He put his helmet on backwards. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, so I, I, we'll see. I don't know. I I don't know as if I'll ever do another Academy again, because my topic just isn't, you know, Academy meetings are generally scientific they don't have a ton of other stuff there sure but i do think the aap is a possibility because of my links with with uh, a couple of people who are kind of in the higher ups of that so maybe one day i'll get to do an aap but like i don't know that's just a room full of pussies i that's lance timmerman tuck willow washington (laughs) i love periodontists i think periodontists are amazing make my life easier um, especially if the AAP pays full fee on lectures. Oh, hell yeah. Um, then, you know, they, they can do no wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I got to get that, get that. But I, I did think, I did think smile search went well. Detola went the next day. Uh-huh. Um, and, and he was good as, as always. As but, always. Uh, yeah. I feel like, I mean, not, not that it's a competition, but I do feel like I was at least, you know, at the same level of of keeping the audience entertained and i feel good. like i i got maybe some more laughs i don't know it's hard to say um, all right good but, uh trevor the uh trevor mauer the uh, uh-huh. ceo yeah. was very happy um good good he was wearing boots and a cowboy hat the entire weekend yeah it sounds literally like the only person in the audience the only person <laughs> in the hotel wearing boots and a cowboy hat that's like uh-huh. at some point people will realize that that's not really what People from Texas wear, oh, unless okay. they're faking around being from Texas. Well, there you go. <laughs> he's Canadian, so what do you expect? He is Canadian. He is Canadian. But I think he's from Calgary. Yeah, eh? that's a little different than those French Canadian ones. Just a bit. I think they're a little bit more. Uh, they actually, I think the Calgary guys, they wear a lot of uh, cowboy boots and uh, and cowboy hats there, eh? They sure do. They On sure the way do. To their hockey. They do on the way to their hockey and on the way to their roping. They rope the calves and things, I think. They have a big rodeo there, I think, or a big cattle drive or something they in do. the Calgary. The and Calgary Stampede. Yeah, it's a big party. It's a big party, eh? A lot That's of Molsons. Right. A lot of Molsons. <laughs> Question two. Reddit user Antique Plantain asks, I think I was supposed to do something. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's the that's the best, the best title, the best, the best topic I've ever seen. Huh. I had some issues with one of my tooth several years ago that prompted me to see a specialized dentist in endodontics. Let's call him Dentist A to treat a tooth infection. Before Dentist A treated me, I had a cavity that was filled with amalgam from my previous dentist, Dentist B. I don't know how, but I think, I'm not sure though. I just remember Dennis A. telling me to get my tooth refilled correctly as this was just a temporary filling. It's something white on top of the partial amalgam filling that was left after he cured the infection. Because a tooth with blended filling is not something great. If I recall well, I took an appointment with Dennis B. to do that and some other stuff, but I think somehow I just forgot about it. And since Dennis B. never brought it up, well, nothing happened. Since then, I've probably seen Dentist B. at least four times for various reasons, but never to treat that tooth. Should I go see a dentist to deal with that? So far, it's been about five years, and that tooth doesn't seem to have any issue. 
Since I moved, I'm really thinking of switching dentist. Dentist B isn't great, and apparently he has really bad reputation from (laughs) internet reviews. I'm thinking I'm I think I'm due for a checkup appointment anyway, but I'm wondering if I should ask the new dentist to replace that filling. There's no actual reason to do that, and I assume the new dentist will tell me something should be fixed, right? Thanks. Holy shit, that's a lot of words for nothing. <laughs> that really was, yeah. We're gonna Talk have to about empty calories. There, there was so much sort of meandering there. Yeah. That I think we need to break this down just to sort of get on the same page. Okay. All right. He gets an out. He has uh, a tooth that goes necrotic. It's an abscess, whatever. Chronic uh-huh. apical periodontitis, acute apical periodontitis, whatever you want to call it. Yep. He goes to his. Uh, he goes to the dentist. They send him to endo. He gets endo. Um, the endodontist puts cavit or some IRM or something in there and tells him he's got to get the tooth all filled together like a core buildup sort of deal. Yep. And then he doesn't remember if he ever did that. He's asking, yeah, yeah, he's asking, should he ask his new, he's thinking about going to a new dentist because he, I guess he saw that the dentist he's been going to his bad reviews. He wants to go somebody new and he's asking, should he ask the new dentist a question? Well, you know, do do you charge by the question? I should. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. That would be, I'd rather charge by the question than charge by the hour. Wouldn't you? Oh, hell yeah. Especially anybody that's ever had a three-year-old in your household. Oh, my God. Just question after question after question. Yeah, I'd be rich. Why? How how come a crown was never brought up? That's the thing. So this is a sign to me that that his existing dentist is just, I I don't know where his head is. I see a tooth that had endo. I'm immediately suggesting crown. Yeah. So there's one exception I'll make to that. And I I will, I will, I'd be prepared to debate a little bit on this because I don't have evidence on it. Okay. The endodontist that I work with routinely is named Cade Roundy. Uh, Shouts to Cade in San Antonio, Texas. He's a great endodontist. What's up, Cade? Apparently in endo, Uh a lot of them use this software called TRO Root, I think is the name of it. It may be slightly different than that, whatever. Okay. Don't, don't send us 5,000 emails about it's TDO root, you. I think that actually may be what it is. It's oh. TDO root, you idiot. I think it's TDO root. Now that I say that, <laughs> I think it's called TDO root, and along with it is this message board. Okay. Which I'm sure is just. Can you imagine the memes that go on on this? Oh, on yeah. this Indo message board. So on this Indo message board, there's this guy who uh, has become pretty well known in. Um, the Indo world. His uh-huh. name is John Kadami. K H A D E M I. Yeah, I know the name. And he and, and I think you probably know the name through. Um, Clark. Yeah, Clark. He and Clark work together on a bunch of stuff. Yep. Because Kadami's real big on on like this really minimally invasive Indo. Yep. So they do really tiny accesses. And obviously, like, you can't do this on a tooth with just big blasting carries everywhere, right? This right, is a tooth right. that's already been restored yep. and has gone necrotic or whatever. Um, and, and they do really tiny accesses. So what I'm talking about is like a typical, let's say, premolar, maxillary yep. premolar, right? I would say an access, the width, mesiodistally of a 329 burr. Not yeah. even a 330, a 329. 
you know. Okay. And they'll do all of their stuff through that tiny little access. Yeah, Dave Clark did endo on my number 12 with a tiny little access, and yeah. there's no crown on it. Right, so that's a thing. It's like if you've yep. preserved a bunch of the dentin because you've done it that way and the tooth yep. you know, isn't dentin-deprived or whatever, uh-huh. I don't have any issue not crowning that tooth. Right. But that's yeah, but, typically not a tooth that has an amalgam in it to yeah, start, no, this right? Is, this sounds like it's a big freaking MOD. Right. And they drilled right through the middle of that to right. get access. And then he threw some IRM or cavity in it and said, you need yep. to go get this taken care of. Yeah. But either way, the 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 final fix on that is not an amalgam, right? Or it's not no. redoing the filling. That's part of it as in the shape of a core buildup. But uh-huh. along with a crown, right? Yeah, it's yeah. So, so I every endodontist I know, uh huh. And this, Lance, in case you, and if you didn't know, I I have lectured at the AAE meeting before. Oh, so I I know little hoity toity lecturer guy. I okay. I know as many as five endodontists. <laughs> uh huh. And I I've never worked with an endodontist who didn't spend at least a few minutes yep. with the patient talking about the success of a root canal is more about the seal and restoration on top than it is the root canal itself. What they yep. do is important. Also, the super important thing is restoring it well, right? So of they're course. always talking crowns and all that kind of stuff. Like you got to go back within two to three weeks, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yep. So the question is, do we have a lazy endodontist who did not have this discussion, or do we have a patient who didn't listen? I have a, if this patient didn't listen, I, I, it sounds like, I mean, they, they knew, I think I was supposed to do something. Well, yeah, that was from those few moments that the endodontist told you about coronal seal. That. I, it just, you know, I mean, we, we run into this time and time again with these Reddits. Yeah. And we tell patients stuff all the time, and we think, okay, Cool, we had that discussion. Patients don't remember dick, Lance. Oh, they're terrible. We have a conversation with them, and they literally, I'd say the vast majority of patients, and I don't know, maybe maybe it's not, maybe it's the vast majority of them remember, and it's only a uh-huh. small percentage that go to Reddit. It just seems like most of them, it's in one freaking ear and out the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> patients are dumb. They piss me off every day. What do we need to do, Lance? How... Do we need to like tattoo it onto their face, like Mike Tyson style? Like you must get this tooth crowned. Yeah, Is that- one one thing. I, uh, Marvin Berlin in McKinney, Texas, taught me this little trick. Uh, he said when he's accessing the tooth, he always takes a cusp down, something that's going to annoy the hell out of the patient, so that if they don't get everything done all at once, they're at least when they get temporized, they're going to have a tooth that's they're going to want to get fixed later. That's cool until the patient never gets the crown done, and now the tooth super erupts, and now you have to reduce well, the tooth. If you're just you, doing one of the cuts, they got four on a molar in, 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 or, or something, so you, you take the one down, because now it's going to be easier for you if you're going to do the endo, that you got the rubber stopper is going to be able to have a flat. Be flat. Yeah, so it's easier, makes everything life better, et cetera, et cetera, and if they don't do the crown right away, it, it, they'll, it'll bug them. Yeah, just don't do, just don't, just don't flatten it because I've yeah. seen that. I've seen that before. Where endodontists just flatten teeth, and the yeah, patient waits saying. a year to get a crown, and the two super erupts, and now we've got a space issue. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, do you remember like a tongue crib? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? You remember that from pedo? Uh huh. Like in the old days, where you would 
or like a bluegrass appliance was one to get kids to stop ducking, sucking their thumb. You just put like uh-huh. a metal spike in their, yeah. <laughs> their mouth. A little torture could, device. Yeah, could we do something like that? Could an endodontist do something like that? Just just stick a little stick, something, you know, the end of a ADK file or something like that sticking out of the tooth on the lingual or palatal side to just stab the patient in the tongue you know, every time. that could be. We should patent that idea. We and, should because, then, the, yeah, yeah, they'll get the crown real freaking quick. Yeah, yeah. They won't let that go for uh, three days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder, like, literally, I mean, I get it. This isn't what they do every day. Mm-hmm. They've already been through a lot when they're getting a root canal. And, and I get the like that they don't retain everything. This is just so buck wild. Was I supposed to do something? This <laughs> is like literally yeah. the name. Yeah. And, and and pair that stupid patient with a dumb dentist who didn't see it on recare, even if they missed it the first time. Right. The, the next time you're and taking films. low hanging fruit, though, man. Yeah. Yeah, you it's got really to do. So why, why right. would you let that one go it's, through? That's the easiest crown prep you're going to do all day. You barely have to get them numb. Uh, so he posted again. Antique Plantain posted again oh. in Reddit, in the dental Reddit. Can a dentist tell apart a temporary filling from a permanent one? Hello. Following this link to the last, I think I was supposed to do something. Question. Oh. TLDR. I went to the endodontist five years ago. He got me a temporary filling and told me to replace it with permanent one. I'm unsure whether I did or not. Can my new dentist can my new dentist easily check if I already did or not without me having to ask my old dentist? He is kind of a family friend, but I don't think he's a great dentist, and he has an extremely bad <laughs> reputation on the internet. Wow. God, I want to know what this is. I want to know who this person is yeah. so bad. This person now. needs your Yelp lecture. This is the second <laughs> time that, that they've talked about their bad reviews online. Uh-huh. This is something yeah. I do talk about in the in the in the lecture. Because, you know, you think like, oh, this is only important for new patients, new right? New patients, yeah. No, this is important for retention, retention too because your patients don't memorize your phone number. Nope. When they need to call your office or, or go to your office, they Google you. Yeah, and they barely remember your name. Yes, and literally the second thing they see after your name is the number of stars and the number of reviews you have. Uh-huh. So your existing patients are seeing this too. Um, that's why this stuff is so, is so vital. Like here's this guy, this guy's going to go to a different dentist because he was looking around on the internet and saw bad reviews for his current patient. Crazy. I mean, it's, it just, it's, you know, it, it's gotta be an old duffer that's just towards retirement. He doesn't care. Doesn't give a shit and, and probably barely remembers that Google exists and is affecting his business. So yeah, because I'm anybody new or you know fifty years or younger, not even older than that. We're aware of Google and the reviews and, and the what power it does. and the impact yeah. and yeah, yeah. God, I wish I knew who this guy was. I really do. Hachi Machi. Uh, let's see. Let's look at this guy's other post. Let's see if we got anything good. So, Antique Plantain. It's a good suicide. So where's the where's yeah, the dark we- web? <laughs> Um, let's see. He's, uh, he posted in glasses. (laughs) There's a subreddit for glasses. Okay. I need some more of you, Parker. Just got transition glasses. I didn't know it was actually those kind of glasses. I always thought for some reason that old people get the glasses half tinted for medical reason, but I got round frame glasses 
and it actually doesn't look good when it's dark. Love the glasses when it's clear and too late for a refund, so I got to make it work. I have a pair of prescription sunglasses. I'm thinking of using the transition glasses indoor exclusively. Any tips for them to stop getting half tinted? It's sunny currently, but I'm wondering if it will still get tinted outdoors even when it's not sunny. Have you ever had those transitions? I have not. I, I think those are a tough look. They really are. I'm not a fan of those. Only my stoner friends could pull them off. I I just feel like like Dungeons and Dragons kids get those. Yeah. Like super yep. nerds. Um What is this? Oh. ML questions is the is the subreddit. The description of it is a place for beginners to ask stupid questions and for experts to help them. Subreddit machine learning is a great subreddit, but it's for interesting articles and news related to machine learning. What is machine learning? I have no idea. Is this computer stuff? Sure. What... I'm totally lost. Machine learning is the scientific study of algorithms and statistical models and computer systems used to effectively perform a specific task without explicit instructions, relying on patterns and interference instead. It is seen as a subset of artificial intelligence. Okay, so it is a computer thing. Hmm. Okay. So what did he ask in ML learning? I don't understand how weights are updated via backpropagation. Yeah, that's in the weeds of... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going to be able to help you that one. Machine learning. <laughs> wow. Um, that's it. Those are the, That's his post. That's it. That's the whole history oh. right All there. Right. Well. Antique plantain. Go get a crown on your freaking tooth before it breaks. What are you huh. doing? What are you doing <laughs> with your life? Look in the mirror, man. <laughs> I believe it's your turn for a song, Lance. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You be thinking about what you're going to do. I'm going to hit the uh the uh, the wrap up, the wrap up wrap up and okay. uh, and then we'll, then we'll hit your song. Hey, share this with your friends. I got an email from somebody who said that they've shared this with a lot of their friends. Be like that guy whose whose email we're going to read next week because it's very very topical. Uh it's regarding a holiday in November. So again, very very topical. Uh, in April. So thank you so much for the recent email. Thank you so much for sharing with your friends. You have to have some friends that are demented, that need some catharsis, whatever. Pass it on to them. Let them know. That's how we grow the show. Um, Rate and review us. What's your favorite number, Lance? I'm a big fan of five. Big fan of five. Um, So hit us up. Five stars. uh, Really anywhere where you get this podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Google Play, any of those, wherever you're listening to the show, uh, hit us up with the number five. Uh, hit us up with that five-star review. We would love it. Um, also, check out our Spotify playlist that Lance has been updating. Um, just search Working Interferences on Spotify. You'll find all the songs from the end of the show, which is super cool. Um, hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com, and all the social bullshits. Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. 
I can be found on Instagram at Joshua Austin DDS. Lance can be found on Instagram at DR Timmerman DMD. Lance, tell me about your song. All right. Going back to any guesses? Manchester. Uh, I was going to say <laughs> Paris. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one's too fresh. Too fresh. A little so, bit. I, I can give you a really cool French band next week. So, uh, ever heard of the Charlatans UK? Would it surprise you, Lance, if I said no? It would not surprise. It would surprise me if you said yes. I yeah. would have gone what? So the Charlatans UK they came out right about the same time as the Stone Roses, and they were at the peak and the pinnacle of the old Manchester. What's cool about them is they've actually had thirteen albums come out, so they've been able to morph and change with the times, and their sound today is different than it was way back then. But I picked a song from their first album, uh, and the, uh, from the album Some Friendly. So the the hit off the album was the only one I know, but the song that I chose was a song called Believe You Me. So tell me, like, their song early on, was it, what was that name that you made up? Bumblefuck or what, like Bumble Pop or whatever? Jangle, Jangle Pop. Jangle or, Pop. It's, not, it's not Jangle Pop. This is the, it's, um, How would you just describe their early sound? So the early sound, that's what this one's from, is, is kind of a, uh, it, it's from the man, the Manchester scene was very uh, 1960s style, uh, heavy organ play kind of the Mersey sound. So um, this has got, uh, you know, a wah-wah pedal and all that kind of funk from the 70s as well. Okay. So it's a it's a mash of uh, the modern of the 90s, 80s and 90s, with some 60s influence. Okay. Now, where would you say their their sound is now? The sound now is just a little bit more it, it, the post-Britpop uh, guitar, okay. guitar rock. Are, is this one of those bands like Neil Young where they'll do, oh, this is our c- country album? Like, like they might be giantess like that too, where they'll do, right, you know, right. one album in one style and the next album is in a completely different style. Is, is it, do they? No, no, they're a little bit more, they just kind of evolve, kind of a slow evolution. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, you said they've got how many albums? 13 albums? I, I believe 13, yeah. Now, when I... You said they're the Charlatans UK. Yeah, because there was a Charlatans from like the 50s here in America. So when they were distributed okay. in America, they couldn't just be the Charlatans. So they had to throw UK. Yeah. When I look them up on Wikipedia, they just come up as the Charlatans. Yeah. And then in parentheses, English band. Yeah. Interesting. So, so really, technically, if you ask them, they would say we're the charlatans. Right, yep. They, they wouldn't would. say we're the charlatans UK. Nope. Okay, interesting. Inter- how does that work with, if you if you and I started a band and called it, I don't know, um, Isaiah's Aust- Isaiah Austin's Funk House <laughs> Funky Bunch featuring uh-huh. Lance, uh-huh. does that mean no band ever can ever use that name again? Correct. I, but you'd have to copyright it, right? Yeah, because there are people that uh, will have a similar or same name as something else, but uh, I, usually I think they're in the, from the same country, so then they have to fight on for recognition or some, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but I know that if you're there's too many times where uh, you come from the UK and then they come to America and there's someone else with the same name, they just just throw UK on the end, of, like the Mission UK, right. Uh, Interesting. I wonder if yeah. we should just start uh, like we'll be the Beatles USA. There you go. 
You think we could do that? It's like, hey, no, it's different. We put USA on it. <laughs> right, right. So it's like we're ineligible. You know, it's 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 totally fair game. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give that a try. <laughs> See how it goes. goes. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been talking about this garbage for too long that I forgot the name of your song. Uh, the, the song is Believe You Me. Very good. Thank you, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy Believe You Me. Uh, for Lance Timmerman, I'm Joshua Austin. Peace and celebrate the foreskin. <laughs>